messages for Lieutenant Marquin Silva. My name is Noah Levinson. I've just been informed by the department that they have placed you and your entire team on administrative leave. I'm sure you're well aware of everything that entails. I wanted to reach out to let you know that as of right now, we have not been given orders to change anything about your arrangements. Should the situation change, you'll hear from us again. I sincerely hope for your sake that this is a temporary setback. If you have any concerns, feel free to give me a call. This is a secure line. Again, this is Noah Levinson with Witness Protection. Stay safe. Lieutenant Markwin, is there an issue? No, sir. Then can you say for the record what exactly happened during your assignment? <clears throat> Escobar and Spencer and I arrived in Stockholm on the evening of May 26th. Next morning, I scouted the area, following my initial assessment, and based on the intel we collected, I determined that the best location to execute our plan would be three miles from the city center. I'm sorry, is that really necessary? Is she authorized to be here? I was led to believe that this was a covert operation. It is per regulation, Miss Moroquin. Now we have a stenographer to keep minutes. And is interrogating me about a mission that I have already been questioned about regulation? <sighs> Lieutenant Moroquin Silva. While Operation Zeus is a covert operation, the events that occurred during your mission were against protocol. As such, we are required to submit a report. Then why didn't anyone think to make a report? Maybe you could oblige us and just fast forward to the night of the incident. We are very, very busy men and would like to return to our day jobs. The night of our mission, I was stationed on the roof of an apartment building so as to track the targets. Target. According to this, your team was commissioned to eliminate a singular target? Yes. We are all made aware of who our target was and how many there were during our briefing prior to departure. As such, we followed standard operating procedure. We trailed the target and learned the ins and outs of his routine and who he surrounded himself with. I decided to take extra measure of gathering information of his family members' routines to create a more cohesive picture of his life. Did anyone know you had been following the Prime Minister and his family? No. We are professionals, Brahms. We understand the directives that Operation Zeus abides by, including that all assignments be completed in a discreet manner. The night in question, I set up on a rooftop of an apartment building above the point where I was able to scope the area and track movements. Escobar trailed the Prime Minister from a distance of about 0.25 miles east. I had Spencer positioned in an alley adjacent to the street, which was determined to be the best point of attack. At 2300 hours, the Prime Minister and his wife left the theater two miles out from where Spencer was stationed. They approached, and I lost visuals on Escobar. Spencer took the shot, all according to plan. Did you at any point during all your extensive research feel any remorse? Remorse? Any personal feeling is out of the question. I'd like to explore that right now. You want to know if I felt remorse for doing my job? Lieutenant, please answer Dr. Reed's question. No, I don't feel any more remorse than any of you feel right now doing yours. 
please take a look at these photos? Do you know who they are? These are the children of Prime Minister Darby. What are their names? Melan, age nine years old, Frederick, age seven, and Christopher, 11 months. Because of your botched operations, these children could be left without a mother or a father. The TDD is as responsible for their loss as any of us on Operation Zusar. None of us pulled the triggers. I believe what Dr. Reed is getting at, Lieutenant, is the second body. You or one of your team members breached contract with that second shot. This mistake not only caused an international catastrophe, but it's created a heartbreaking tragedy. As a woman, surely you could relate to the pain that this could cause? Surely a motherly instinct would kick in. Imagine if it were your own... I don't have any children. Then your teammates, if something had happened to them... Respectfully, if something happened to them on the job, they knew the occupational hazard. Spencer is now a father. Then ask him how he feels. What would have caused an international catastrophe is if we had been seen. If we had been caught, how long would it take for Interpol to trace it back to you? The only way to get a clean shot without alerting the whole city would be nearly point-blank range. Anything else would have been too suspicious. Why not use snipers, long-range rifles, and EMP to black out the area? If you would read the briefing file, Shaw, you might recall that we had to make this as inconspicuous as possible. You know as well as I do that all members of Operation Zeus aren't afforded the same travel accommodations as most military personnel. Carrying large weapons internationally or blacking out a whole city center seems pretty suspicious to me. In any case, heavy machinery like that would alert their government that something bigger was at play. Bigger? As in government interference by another country? A country that could afford to powerhouse an attack like that? The way our plan was structured makes it look like a low-level assassination attempt. And the second body. We couldn't leave a witness. It was collateral damage. Our job requires us to make decisions in the moment. Part of the contract that every soldier signed upon enlisting in Operation Zeus included a clause that stated that you understood imprisonment was a possible consequence during missions. In the very same contract, we stated that we were liable for our own safety during covert assignments, such as the case here. If you're not willing to make that sacrifice, then you're not fit for the operation, Miss Marroquin. If you think that dying is the only way to execute a mission, maybe you're not fit to be part of an operation. The problem here, Lieutenant, is that you didn't dot all your I's in trying to cover your asses. The Prime Minister's wife? She's in critical condition. But still alive. You didn't play by the rules. Now you deal with the consequences. All of you should have learned that by now. And they will. As of now, you and your team are on probation. You will not be permitted on the premises, nor will you be allowed to access any files, weaponry, or vehicles owned by the Tactical Defense Department. Is that clear? 
Lieutenant? Yes, sir. Good. Official notices will be delivered to you, Escobar, and Spencer within the next few days. You are dismissed. You might want to consider your options, Lieutenant. You and your boys just jeopardized an international operation. The government won't take that lightly. Let me help you out. I don't need your help, Bronze. And you grab my arm again? That'll be the last time you have hands. Now get the hell out of my way. Right back. Nico, Mauricio, it's been a while. Kind of thought you died. <laughs> I've come close a few times. What are you doing here? I couldn't miss mom and dad's anniversary. They miss you. Sure. They do. Mom still cries when she tells people that your body was never recovered. She likes the sympathy, Mal. And the attention. The woman would die without it. Stop. You know I'm right. Whatever. Are you on leave or something? The only time you ever come around is when the TDD is giving you a break or something happened. That wasn't you, was it? Nico, that shit's been all over the news. I've heard. Which one was the target? Darby or his wife? Why couldn't it be both? I don't think the TDD would have sufficient reason to kill the first lady. And if she were the target, they wouldn't have killed Darby. It would have been a threat, a, a warning, a type of blackmail. And if both of them are dead, then something went wrong. What did you do? This is for you, Elizabeth. You go to this address and you tell them this is your security deposit box. There's cash. Keep it. I don't want your blood money. It's not blood money. I got paid to work. And it's obvious that it's not money from the TDD. Would you take it if it were? Probably not. <laughs> you're acting like you're not paid by the same government I am. I'm not. We're funded by the same people. We are both working for the same side. The main difference is that everyone knows about the FBI and not the TDD. The main difference is that you're the government's attack dog. You hunt down whoever they tell you without rhyme or reason. Occasionally with the information procured by the FBI, which is exactly why I am here. There's no leads, Nico. There's no leads or there aren't any that you can officially tell me about. I'm pleading the fifth. Get off your high horse. I'm asking you because one of your leads led me to this point. And that's the reason I won't do it again. A new mistake won't undo what's already been done. Mal, it can't be over just like this. It's what happens. What do you mean, it's what happens? The TDD let me go over an accusation. 
an accusation. Are you taking their side? Taking their side? How can I take the side for a department that I'm not even supposed to know exists? Stop fucking around. Look, there's not much I can do to help you. They see you running around, doing a job. I put everything at risk too. I can't do it. Not when they'll be watching your every move. What am I supposed to do then, oh wise one? Lay low. Don't piss them off. So I just live my life in the shadows then? <laughs> Maybe you should try living in the sun for once. That makes no fucking sense. What I mean is try living a normal life. That job was never going to last forever. Go do something with yourself. You're out of the fight. For now, I'm not going to let them win this. Hey, Mauricio. Mauricio. You should go. Yeah. I'll go down and get him out of here. Mauricio. Hey, take care of yourself. Hello, Lisa Jackson. How's my favorite weather girl? Fuck off, Jonah. <laughs> my dear, that's a very impolite way to greet someone who's about to give you some great ammunition to use in your upcoming interview. Only you would refer to a tip as ammunition. And what would you even know about any of the stories the World Journal's working on? Word gets around. So what do you got for me? I have some information on Senator Rosaline Carroll that could be quite insightful. Senator Rosaline Carroll? She seems pretty cut and dry. Hmm. Do you not agree with her policies or something? Her policies aren't quite what this is about. Those aren't exactly agreeable. It turns out that America's sweetheart senator is hiding something. A secret? Hmm. Tell me more when you come over tonight. Ugh, that interview ran far too long. We're behind. What's next on the docket for today, Paula? We have some constituents downstairs waiting to greet you, a Veterans Affairs Committee hearing at 10, followed by the Senate session, a charity reception right after. Then I have the car scheduled to bring you to the Alistair Hotel for an interview with the World Journal. Then there's the debates and votes, and then there's an event at the embassy at 9. At 9 p.m.? <sighs> Let's get started then. Can you bring the letters to my office? And I'll get started on those, and then I... Senator Carroll? Admiral Smith, hold off on those letters. Don't let anyone disturb me. Yes, ma'am. Director Smith, to what do I owe this pleasure? It occurred to me that we haven't had a moment to discuss your contract with the TDD in quite some time. No, we have not. I've been otherwise occupied. I am aware. Mm. You're not one to take much time off, are you, Senator? I wasn't able to. Appearances and such. Well, that's exactly what I've come to discuss. What do you mean? Lawrence is still under contract with the TDD. He's suspended, Rosalind. 
the reality of the situation is that his contract technically is not currently active. Okay. And what does that mean for me? I'm not sure. I came here as a courtesy call to give you ample time to prepare for the storm that will inevitably head your way. Wait, are you telling me that there's no chance of Lawrence returning to his post? I'm not at liberty to share the discussions of our council. Then why come at all? You're an active participant in the contract. Would I be right to assume that if the contract is terminated, that any protections afforded to my family and I would be off the table? Yes. Any records that were filed confidentially will be made public. It'll only be a matter of time before the truth comes out. It's an unfortunate repercussion of his actions. His actions? I don't see how that's possible when the other members of his squad have testified to exactly what Lawrence's involvement in Sweden was, which was only what your department had assigned him. The department has found inconsistencies with their stories. And as has been observed with many a military unit, the members of that team will go to great lengths to protect their own. Uh, And you don't think that my husband wouldn't go to great lengths to protect his family, his own flesh and blood? Ma'am, you've never served. A good soldier would be loyal to his squad. And Lieutenant Spencer, despite his involvement, is a good soldier. His teammates are as good as his own blood to him and vice versa. They would betray our department before they would betray each other. While I don't agree with your stance on some matters, I would hate to see your political career cut short over someone else's mistakes. If you hear anything pertinent to this case, you have my direct line. I'd advise that you use it. Hera, how are you doing? Shah, what do you want? I would think you'd be the slightest bit grateful to hear from me. I'd be grateful for you to just get to the point. I just want to be polite. It'd be polite for you to leave me alone. That's unfortunate then. I'm calling to inform you that you've been called back to the tactical defense department. But if you would rather that I inform Admiral Smith about your rejection and nullify your contract, I would be happy to do that as well. Where's the assignment? In light of recent events, Brahms and I have been commissioned with assembling a new task force. We need a strategist. Personally, I think it's a great deal. I might even say you'd be upgrading in terms of your teammates. And will I be going out into the field? (laughs) Oh, God, no! If you haven't forgotten, you were suspended due to the fact that you and your team proved your untrustworthiness out on the field. You'll be working on strategy and tactical planning. So desk duty. Desk duty. What'll it be, Lieutenant? Dishonorable discharge? or death duty. Choice is yours. Fine. 
wonderful. I'll see you Monday. Mortisest Origins, Episode 2, To Setting the World on Fire. Starring Phoenix Marroquin, Aaron Stewart, Nico Lima, Ryan Padilla, Rhea Ridley, Douglas Olson. Dennis Boisson, Dan Balkaban, Shayna Jean, Jamie Spector, and Malay. Written and directed by Nick Germain. Audio recording by Malay. Assistant Director and Production Coordinator. Amy Solano. Featuring music and sound effects by Epidemic Sound. Mortis Est Origins is an original production from Crazy 10 Entertainment. <laughs>